going? Welcome to the Bloody Stream Podcast. I'm Brian. And I'm Jorge. Folks. I, I fucking, I try. I was going to do a robot <laughs> voice and I cowered. I, it's so, I, it was, it's I, hard. I babied out at the last second. Don't worry about it. I love your honesty that you have bring up that you bailed on it. It is okay. This is a safe space to perform bad voices. I as just, you can I, obviously tell. I think I just need to warm up a little bit more. I feel like later exactly. I'll be able to do it. You know? In the middle of this, absolutely. Yeah. Folks, I actually realized I hadn't been to the theater in quite some time. I don't remember the last movie I saw, but the movie we worked on today, we're talking about today, is one that's exclusively in theaters. And who boy, what a return to the cinema for me. <laughs> the, folks, we're talking about... Mithragon. <laughs> Mithragon. Megan. We, we, we would like to watch more of the theater movies so we can yes. recommend whether you should go or not more often. Exactly. But Even if they're just mentioned. us going to the theaters and nobody's recommending to us whether exactly. we should go or not. You know, so. <laughs> we don't want to be the journey. We don't want to be the exploratory company, but we have to be. So we That's our, well, that, what do you mean, Brian? That's our whole, whole deal. That's, That's the whole, the whole thing that we do. But we have such, we go, oh, I don't want it. I don't want it. Yeah. I also yeah. rewatched Orphan and Orphan First Kill. Ooh, very apt. Uh, still, still fun. Yeah. Oh, good. Okay. Good. 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 Yeah. I'm glad. My uh, my ratings on those have not changed. You can. Excellent. I think we have episodes on them, right? We absolutely have one episode no. on both of them. Hell yeah. We, <laughs> we definitely didn't do any. So yes, but Megan is theaters yes. only. To, oh, if you're yes. listening to this way later, you can check out thebloodystream.com to see if it's streaming somewhere. It's got to be it. streaming somewhere. Oh, well done. Really? You don't think this is going to make it? No, I mean, I just, like, right away. <laughs> I feel like it's going to take a little while, There's you know? always... They're going to... If, if it's going to be anywhere, it's going to be on HBO. Yes. For, like, a if long it's, time, you know? If it's April when you're listening to this, it's probably going to show up as currently unavailable because there's always that fucked up time. Like, it just finished its run, and it's like it didn't hop anywhere. So there's no... Like, there's just a desert of like three to five months where you're like i can't watch I literally the movie can't watch this movie i want to see like all i want to do is watch it and they're like no way it's your punishment yeah. for not catching it's, it in the theater it's i hate very it much now you gotta wait for the fucking release I, and then i just forget i never watch it yes and then you're like three years later you're like hey wait a minute did that movie come out like yes hey i have i have a really good movie that i get to watch now <laughs> speaking of which what would you yeah. rate megan oh boy um Talk about a bit of the context for this. I will honestly I'll probably give this something. Good. I might give this a Mr. Cool. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but like, um, I can't. I'm definitely good at least Smiley. For Smiley, for sure. But like, yeah. yeah, the Mr. Cool is kind of a meme because I think it's just the perfect storm of circumstance of how I watched this. <laughs> like, okay. Folks, if you're catching a buzz from half of a box of wine thing that you, you can buy at the theater. If you're doing that, you this movie could hit a ghost skull alien with that level of fucking, like, that sippage. My... It's so choice because of that. I want to see this with my mother who was visiting. Oh. So I'm like, I need some cocktails because I'm at my wit's end. And so I had a, I had a, they have like a, the bow tie at, at bow tie cinemas yeah. is like they have their own cocktail and it's like pineapple juice and shit. Oh shit! Uh, so I had one of those and then one of those <laughs> little boxes of wine, which is like three glasses but, of wine, by the that's way. That's why I'm saying I I had half of it because I fucking I started drinking it and I went, oh, oh, you are, 
You yeah. are the real deal. And I like kind of felt it. I'm like, I haven't gotten through a damn thing of this. And I'm like, I'm going at a faster pace than I imagined. So I immediately stopped for like 30 minutes. And was just like, I can't look at you. <laughs> There's so much wine. I big shouts out to uh, probably the manager, but some, whoever was helping me at Bowtie because it was 1240 p.m. <laughs> it was new. It was basically between noon and one. And I went, could I get one of those wine box things? And they had to walk over from something else yep. they were doing yep. to help me. <laughs> uh, but so yeah. Good. What would you? What would you give Meg? I think it's uh, at least at least a smiley face. Yeah, okay. it gets a little foggy towards the end. So <laughs> I I think um, I think it could be talked up into it. I but have I feel no... like it's probably just a smiley face it's... on its own without any intoxicants. You know, that's what I was gonna say. Ball on its face, it's for sure just a smiley. No problem, but it's just a smiley face. I enjoyed it like it was a Mister Cool because <laughs> because I was folks. Go to the movies in the afternoon if you can. Like, if you're on a Friday or anything like that, you've, like, happened to have whatever early day, go to the movies. Because getting in there, I thought I was going to be completely alone. And I was like, damn, kind of bummed that I am. Kind of bummed that I'm not. Maybe half a dozen total people in this theater. Mm -hmm. The more it went on, the more my honest reactions I realized were <laughs> affecting the other people yeah. enjoying this movie to the point that by the end, we were all... Like, at the beginning, there's a horror movie, folks. It is yeah. a horror movie. At the beginning, I was, like, snickering at a couple of things or, like, a little, like a, like, a sharp exhale. Halfway through and, again, probably a full glass of wine deep at that point, <laughs> just started outwardly laughing at points. And I heard some nervous chuckle. By the third act, everyone was laughing at the exact same parts every time. Sometimes <laughs> you perfect. get you get into that vibe, and it's so, yes! it's so good. Exactly. Uh, Speaking of vibes <laughs> oh, for this movie, yeah, I, I know. I saw. I looked at the word "vibe" in my notes, and I'm like, ah, it's not. No, next, you, no, it's though. okay. Uh, warnings: <laughs> there is there is animal mm -hmm. murder in this. A little dog. Yeah, uh, and that's the ch and child, child endangerment, violence. I guess. Child endangerment. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No child. We'll talk about. It. <laughs> not, not like really, really, but we'll talk about it. It, it looms for sure, and that's that's about it. Vibe, vibe is just like yeah. kind of modern modern horror film. It's you know? <laughs> this so, one. If you goofier, it's like fun. It's not. It's not taking itself super seriously. Like, it is, is having a good say. time with what it's doing. You know, this feels. Like what a lot of people thought Malignant was. You know what I mean? We haven't talked about Malignant on the show, and we for sure will. Yeah. But there was an argument with Malignant that it was, not maybe not necessarily self-aware, but like was purposely incorporating funnier elements. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. This movie is that, like, does know when it's making a joke. Like, it's not just completely oblivious. <laughs> I think sometimes yeah. it is, but say it's it's generally there's some tongue in cheek stuff in there. I just I like when they're just like, yeah, we're making a killer doll movie. I yeah. don't know, what do you want? Ex yes, they go. Come on, you're getting what you paid for. Don't fucking worry about it. Yeah, yeah. The, this movie does have <laughs> it has like a ninety some percent on Rotten Tomatoes, which see, that means feels everyone, extraordinarily high. That's the thing with Rotten Tomatoes is always it's an aggregate of would you give this a thumbs up. So yeah. a 97% means 
almost everybody gave it at least a smiley face, basically. Like, that's yeah. the only thing about it. But yeah, yeah, yeah. It does know, feel... But it, it's usually a surprisingly good metric in spite of it's exactly. not, it not actually representing the quality level, at the at, like how the system works. It usually does represent the quality level a lot better yeah. than other systems that do rate are so on specific quality. on it. Yeah. yeah. Big shouts out, or not shouts out, but like, I think it's Metacritic. or One of the other ones is super harsh on like every movie. And I'm just like, guys, damn, no wonder you're not Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> because Rotten Tomatoes makes things look good and still gives you room to like tell what the shit is the shit. I don't know. Anyway. Yeah. As far as if you should watch this movie before listening to this episode, I don't know. It doesn't really matter. I mean, there's nothing surprising going no. on here, right? Dude, as someone who rewatched both of the trailers before this episode, nothing is surprising. <laughs> yeah. I I won a, a bet on like Don't. within the first five minutes of the of the movie based on what was going to happen at the end. <laughs> so yeah, you're, that, you'll yeah. you'll be fine either yeah, way. It but uh, why not? If if you're gonna go have fun in the theaters and drink drink a box of wine while you're doing, yeah, like, go check it out. Exactly, and then you Let's can come back there. and see if we have the same things. But we're gonna go into our very cool, kind of futuristic, but not really room with our lovely mattress that can light up and sit down using a sensual thumb circle to open the spoiler configuration. The, uh, the thing that I, the, the bet that I won, by the way, was <laughs> they, they showed like the, the big, the bigger robot, yeah. Rob, Robert or whatever it is. Bruce. Bruce. <laughs> uh, and I was, I immediately leaned over to Shannon. And was like, I'll bet you $5 that that robot fights Megan. At the end of the I was going to say, there's only two options and it was, I knew that result the second they showed the little gloves that someone else had to control yeah, it. The power was, gloves. If he was on his own, like if he was like a pride prototype AI, I was fully going, he's going to be a victim. That sh He's either going to be a victim or he's going to fight and, you know, help save the day sort of thing. Mm. Once they went, he's controlled by a person, I went, it's absolutely going to be. in the, the final battle has to be Bruce versus Megan or I'm going to be furious. <laughs> and yeah. they gave us what we wanted. Yeah. So the the general plot line of the movie is that the the main character who is uh played by Allison Williams yes. who is the the main actress from uh uh Get Out. Wow, Get Out. Yes. She's Rose. Yeah, she's Rose in Get Out. I could not, I was staring at her the whole fucking no. <laughs> movie being like I know I know I, you and I don't I, know where you're from. I was staring at her the whole movie going is Allison Williams really in this film? And then I looked, she's an executive producer on this film. Cool. <laughs> she, she put money in it. And I'm like, yeah, good for you. Good job. Damn, James Wan is in this, this fucking... James Wan, it's Blummet, yeah. Story like, by... I got super nervous about that because the story by... I looked at the screenwriter uh, and one of the screenwriters for this, it, yeah, James Wan is the story by... The screenplay is by Akella Cooper who also did the screenplay for Malignant. And I got Oops. super nervous that it was James Wan's girlfriend slash wife. But then I right. looked over at uh, Malignant and it's James Wan, Akella Cooper and Ingrid Bisu, who is married, right. or I think married now to James Wan. Um, so I was like, oh, another idea from her. Yes. Excellent. Good. Very <laughs> good. Because Malignant was her idea. Apparently she gave like right. the, the genesis for it. Yeah. Megan is... Oh, where do we talk? Gemma. Gemma so, so yes, is the Gemma, main Allison Williams oh. plays Gemma, who is a works at a toy company developing like the 
the software for them. Who works at the software what I... and hardware? Who does like an I Iron Man level amount of stuff? Everything. Uh, yeah, which by the way, just so y'all know, <laughs> nobody, nobody does that. Nobody can do all of those things, right? Like you, so you're, intense. you're at the very least going to be in software or hardware. Yeah, right? not, <laughs> not both. Uh, she like has maybe two workmates, but like, it feels like they all do everything. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> nobody feels I mean, like a specialist. I'm sure there's people in like robotics specifically that do like a, a good deal of them, but she really could fucking do she, it all. You know? Yeah. She also, also works at a like company the... that feels like it only existed in a '90s movie. If that I makes any it. sense, no like it, that. it has that very well, like it has that mythical feeling where like the lobby is all because it's a toy company. It's all people playing with toys and games, and it. I, I feel like I just looked at that. I'm like, God, I haven't seen that since like Big or Toy. Like, there's several movies that just like had like a whimsical yeah. com- corporation, and I'm like. Fuck Meanwhile, yeah. <laughs> fucking Hasbro is just smokestacks yeah, <laughs> pouring fucking... smog into the atmosphere. Always sitting uh, in their fucking brick cubicles and can't look outside. Yeah, she <laughs> has, like, there. there is a little the Furby-like toy that she's developed. Oh, man, And they want yeah. her to make a cheaper version of it because hers is too good. But she really was just making it as a prototype for Megan, which is yes. even more expensive. So she's working <laughs> on smarter, that. Yeah. Yeah, at the same time, her sister has has a whole family. It's it's herself, her husband, and her daughter, Katie. Mm-hmm. And they get into a car accident, and uh, both of the parents die. And so yeah. Katie is left to 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 be is, is orphaned, and then have have is needs to be handed over to her Gemma. guardian. Gemma is listed yes. as her next of kin guardian, sort of situation. Yes, and we have like a classic like, oh, Gemma only knows how to work super hard and not how to be a mom and is cool and has toys that are collectibles and not for playing with. And yeah, very much a full professional thrust into dealing with a child, despite the fact that she works at a toy company. <laughs> yeah, so there's a cute little movie there as well. And uh, she <laughs> realized she like ends up creating Megan and having Katie be the main one that's synced with with Megan and yeah. because Megan gets smarter the more that she interacts with her like main user, primary yes. user, primary she user. keeps having Katie be like the person that is coming with Megan to all of the demonstrations. She pairs them together and uses her in a demonstration to her bosses to get funding to make more Megans, like to launch Megan as a line of toys. Yeah, and it it Pretty much, Megan is so good psychologically for the child. <laughs> at first, they think Quotes, that it's yeah. like, even though she costs like ten thousand dollars or whatever, they're like everybody will still want a Megan. Absolutely, so we're, we're doing yeah. it. Uh, <laughs> and of course, we find out that the that the the relationship that the child creates with Megan is is like parasitic. It's it's like too um, dependent on yeah, on it's Megan codependent. As a, as a, it's sort of yeah, yeah, that's what it is. Uh, and Megan gets very possessive of the child and turns to murder very quickly, obviously. Can't stress enough. Cannot stress enough. Unless I'm mi- like misremembering or forgetting a scene. Megan does not fundamentally go haywire. Megan right. runs her course as her AG, like as her uh, programming suggests, like as her, yeah. as her programming would allow or like send her to. This is just her natural progression. <laughs> Which is, to be fair, closer to how the 
like an actual AGI would go and would mm-hmm. go wrong. AGI stands for artificial general intelligence, which is like movie AI versus like yeah. actual AI, which is uh, just more for specific tasks rather mm-hmm. than being generally intelligent. Uh, <laughs> yeah, normally it's a fuck up just because they don't. You your goal isn't set perfectly in like yeah. how dynamic and complex the real world is, or and they like, just like something do gets something in there wrong by accident. Yeah. It's not usually like morality wise. Like you told me to protect, <laughs> and I am the ultimate protector. I am optimizing that down to its core. Yeah. Like the the philosophy around why it would go bad is more like you told me to make paper clips, so I turned the whole world into <laughs> paper clips. You know? It's like the simplest example. Absolutely. So. Uh yeah, that's that's the gist of the whole that's story. I mean, like eventually, like Gemma figures it out, and they're trying to stop Megan at the same time that Megan's like, I'm I'm gaining control over all of you. You know, <laughs> what I love is it is a story of two girls, one of whom basically falls out of favor with their mom as the new one arrives and gains favor with the mom. Because Megan is very clearly Gemma's pet project. She cares about it. She's doing it. She is using company funds to make a separate project that her boss did not request. That's how yep. much she cares about this. Like she's In lying. fact, told her to stop doing it. <laughs> it literally told her not to do it anymore. And she's like, I'm going yes. to do it even harder now. But she basically she's, gets Je- uh, Katie thrust upon her in a... the. Crash itself is fine, but the scene before it that opens the movie is a fake commercial for the first thing that Gemma makes called Perpetual Pets. I love that it's a cold open on that fake commercial. Cold open on fake commercial that like three lines in talks about a dead pet and how the kid's going to be alone forever. And then they bring up perpetual pets that'll, that will literally, they say, will live longer than me in the song that they bring up. It's, <laughs> like, it's pretty funny. Dude. It's perfect because that, they get the tone. They know what they're talking. Like, it's not just bullshit that they're like, oh, it's unintentionally funny. Like, they know. They're being yeah, sarcastic. No, no, like, it's, you it's have to like look at that and laugh. Cheek. Exactly. Yeah. They're telling you it's okay to laugh. And you're like, ah, well, I fucking... Thank you for the permission I was going to anyway, but good. I'm glad. Um, yeah, which is a good yeah. move because, like, oftentimes if you if you just know that it's like funny and you're doing yeah. whatever, it's a lot easier to just get it right, you know. And it makes it's way easier. It gives you a lot of leeway to like play around with stuff and nail the things you want to nail. But so much talking about the humor and like the unintentional stuff. So many of the shots of Megan just sitting there or like a close-up on Megan looking out the window. I was like, this is the best thing I've ever seen. This is the funniest (laughs) shit I've ever seen ever. Because, like, there's the one... It's a shot in the trailer as well, but, like, there's the shot where she's on the toy... She's at the toy table Mm -hmm. at the thing, and it's just slowly... It's like an A24 shot. Like, it's got, like, that weird, like, level of focus on it that's kind of... And it's, like, a frank, like, stark mid... uh, Wide shot on someone, and just kind of, like holding pushing in a little bit but it's on megan stuffed behind a bunch of big bears and like toys and stuff and i'm like this is fucking hilarious like this is really funny that they're like using this same cinematic language on a fucking weird doll person thing because there's both a voice actress and a body actress for megan for right. most of the movie i think sometimes Amy they donald use and jenna davis big shouts out to both of them they do a great job um though it is very funny going 
is that static shot just a person or am I just confusing them with a doll? And sometimes, <laughs> yeah, sometimes the way that she moves is like, that was a person. That yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, you're, you're running. <laughs> yeah, uh, some of them you're like, this is very, this is good doll acting. And other times you're like, you just, hey, you had to break out into a sprint. You had to do it. <laughs> yeah, I do wish that they had leaned into horror a little more because this is like barely a horror movie. Oh. Like, I know that some horror stuff happens, but it's like closer to just funny sci-fi you know, like a sci-fi comedy <laughs> yeah like uh, it's a creepy sci-fi it's, it's weird yeah yeah there's a but a few moments in particular there's like when oh no she does kill that kid i forgot that's what there's i'm saying a kid that, yeah i forgot that there's a kid that got killed it, it, you should have you should have pushed harder for that warning it's a very similar orphan kill because right orphan has a similar thing where she gets someone to get hit by a car and it's a very mm. eerily similar thing in this where it was just like I'm going to get you to get hit by a car. And he gets annihilated. Like, they don't show much, but, like, he gets annihilated by that car. <laughs> yeah. The, this is a, a little boy that was bullying Katie and stole Megan yeah. and was going to do who knows what with her. But uh, Megan, was... <laughs> one of the parts I really liked is that, like, she's she's doing the creepy, like, I'm in the woods coming after yeah. you thing. And there's one scene where he's looking at her, and then she just drops to all fours yeah! and does, like, the four, <laughs> like, <laughs> gallop <laughs> around. And I'm like, that's awesome. Like, yes! I really wish they had leaned way more into that because it's like, oh, yeah, you don't have to. Like, when you're doing your scary shit, you don't need to act like a little girl. Like, you exactly. get to use, like, whatever's going to be most effective that in unreal... your body. unreal... It reminded me of um, the Boston Dynamics robot yeah. when that thing gets moving. Like I know it normally just like prances and kind of does well, whatever, they, but they like clearly some of them they make from that because they yeah. have the scene where the guy has the stick that he's poking. <laughs> with, and I wish they had had way more of that. Yeah, that was yeah. Although I loved, I loved that later on. That there's a callback to that later on where he's checking to see if Megan is active, and he pushes her in the face with the big stick and i'm like idiot it she doesn't have a pain response module in there she's not going to react to this why would she right. need to react to this you would do that to a live person to see if they twitch or they go hey fucking stop because yeah. they're alive she doesn't give a shit about pain <laughs> it didn't even cross my mind very, it was just it was another very funny thing where like that's not gonna work dude <laughs> like it's so fine, many things are just fine. like, who cares? Exactly. No, no, that's what I'm saying. Like, I love it. Yeah. I derived joy out. I didn't get, it wasn't like, yeah, oh my yeah. God, ding. Like, oh, got the film on that one. It was just like, that's great. I love that. Another great one is when uh, the the dog is barking and has, has attacked Katie. And so yeah. Megan wants to kill the dog. And the dog is like barking at the hole in the fence. And then Megan does a great, like, come in from the side, like, real oh, fast, you yeah. know? Like the shot just like is like classic horror looks good because it's like a weird doll thing. That's what I was gonna say. It's because it's the doll like face. It feels very unnerved. You're like, oh my god. Like, yeah. Yikes. They they did. I like that they they didn't go hard on the the sound for the jump scare. Like they really yeah. relied on just like the visual of like she looks scary. Yeah. Suddenly she, her popping popping in from the side in the dark is scary. That's know? what I was gonna say. There's actually one shot. I laughed at a bunch of stuff. I think mostly because a lot of it was in the daytime. And I was yeah. like, that's fundamentally funny to just watch this person with a doll mask on walk around. But the when she kills the neighbor, she has this moment where, like, you just see the back of the shed and she comes up and it's all shadow. And you're like, that was a little good. I like that. And she, her just coming forward out of the shadow, I don't know. Mm -hmm. I don't know why. I was just like, that feels very bad. Like, I don't like that. That made me feel not good. Like, physically, like, 
Ugh, get away from me because I think just because it was so unnerving and so like that unreal not necessarily uncanny valley but yeah that feeling of like the fact that you're moving the way you are and your plastic mm. is disgusting to me like my brain is not processing <laughs> this correctly and I refuse to engage with it yeah I, I didn't, she did, definitely didn't hit uncanny valley for me no. I don't know if, if where what side of it she landed on I don't know why she wasn't <laughs> that maybe it's because there is too much people in her you know yeah, she, exactly. Like, there's too much human behind behind the scenes. You can just because you, you know it's just a mask or CGI, like whatever the hell it was. It, it, there was always there was a it weird mix of that. I think for the most part it looked good. Um, mm-hmm. There was one or two shots that I think were like it. You could sus. just tell it was a person. Yeah, exactly. You're just it, like yeah. eh, like that didn't it didn't like bite as much or like you know hit as much as it would. But yeah, for the most part it was totally good. Um, a lot of and I think what it actually does well is despite her moving around a bunch, it does infect you with the sense of paranoia when you just see shots of her sitting still doing nothing. Like yeah. it truly makes you go, she's never off. Is she like, she's always like, holy shit. That's going to come back and bite you later because she's definitely not off right now. Yeah. Um, it'd be kind of fun to try to figure out the exact moment where she starts not turning herself off, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Cause yeah, definitely yeah. like at the beginning she gets, she, she gets shut off by exactly. Hand, but at some point she's like, I actually need to stay awake. to protect <laughs> Well, yeah, there's one, there's one that's her, uh, Allison William Gemma goes, Megan turn off and she takes a hot second like just enough of a beat where you're like, are you going to rebel? And then she turns off and I'm like, yeah. Oh no. <laughs> yeah. I love, I oddly enough, even though it's just a completely blank face that doesn't really move. They, they talk about the fact that she has emotions and stuff and her face moves, but like mm-hmm. she's decidedly not that emotional. And yeah. oddly, I'm like, you have so much charisma for me. I don't know what it is. <laughs> like, I, the, com- oh, you like the combination yeah. of the voice and the body movement and, like, the hilarity of it all really made me go, yeah, I like Megan. I think she's cool. And for half the movie, I was pulling, I was going, kill him, Elephant Man, with Megan. I was going, get him, <laughs> Megan. You're right. Absolutely, this fucking kid deserves it. Like... <laughs> yeah, nobody, for whatever reason, you could tell nobody gave a shit that she killed that kid. Everybody... The neighbor and the kid, the dog was the only thing where I'm like, I get. Yeah, it ain't the dog's fault. It ain't the dog's fault. Like, come on. But I'm also like, yeah, I get what you're killing. But also, the people, I also, everybody she kills, kind of like, yeah, you get him. Everybody she kills in that movie, I was like, I'm good with this. I have no qualms with this whatsoever. Because <laughs> the only yeah. body count's not that high. It's like four or five. Like, it's literally maybe half a dozen. You could maybe count it on one hand, the amount of kills right. in this. And I like them all. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. I literally go, yeah, cool. This is fine. Great. Awesome. I have no qualms with this. I feel like sometimes people just sell something as a horror film mm-hmm. so that they can just do whatever they want. You know? They're like, it's not really a horror <laughs> movie, but I want to be able to kill the kid. All right. So sorry. It's a horror movie now. <laughs> it's got to be a horror movie because we kill I'm the killing kid. the kid. I'm going to kill the kid. style, yeah. <laughs> I love the idea of James Wan and the writer in the fucking Akila Cooper just going, I'm going to kill a kid. And he goes, are you sure? I'm going to kill. I'm doing it. Give me this we one, can just okay? Put him, put him in a coma, or no, like make him just put him in the hospital. Fully, I want it unequivocal. I want, I want to see a coroner zipping up a child-sized body bag for this little boy who is dead. <laughs> She's like, you gotta chill out. <laughs> oh, well, but yeah, 
That's uh, that's pretty much all I oh, have you, on Megan. I, you, There's like really not really, that much to say about it, honestly. So I had it's, one more thing. I just wanted to talk yeah. about Gemma, and I wanted to talk about uh, the oddly enough a little bit of the character motivations because I think it's so fascinating. But I think to your point, honestly, I watched this movie like four or five hours ago, and I think it was leaving my head as I was in the theater watching the credits. So you know much what I mean? of it is just like, draining out it's right now. pure yeah. popcorn. Like, it's pure. It does not fucking matter in that regard. I just thought, and I think this is also part of why I cared. I was like, cool, Megan is good for half of this movie. Like, I'm totally on Team Megan. You know, kill him, Megan, get mm-hmm. him. Because Gemma's character is such a fucking asshole at the beginning. Like, I completely get it. Mm-hmm. having a child thrust upon you because your sister and brother-in-law die and having to deal and having to try and emotionally unpack that baggage of a child is absolutely a daunting task that shouldn't be put on anybody. It's fucking horrible. The amount of shit she shovels back onto that child in no, like, she does one paltry sentence or two to this kid while she's asleep, while she's going to sleep saying, I'm going to be there for you. And every, every action she does is pointing to the contrary. It is, get out of my life, kid. I can't is, wait to uh, get you to stay one, you know, like. I, <laughs> she, she skips a bunch of work for Almost her, you know, immediately. Just... She almost immediately. Like, you were talking about, oh, she makes Megan for her. Wrong. She repurposes Megan. Megan was already made, already put together. She just rebuilds it again because it fucking blew up the first time, which was hilarious, which is just great to watch. It was just 100% that one guy's fault. It was 100% that one guy's fault. Million percent that one guy's fault. Um, Which, again, you'd think that would be like, oh, it's the Haywire version of that. No, wrong. It's not. It's just they just redid it, and it's fine. Um, She immediately goes, cool, Megan. And then... Hawks off the emotional baggage to a robot and simultaneously uses the child and robot's growing emotional, like, codependency because they're Mm -hmm. both basically babies trying to figure out what the fuck life is and only having each other as reference points to gain financial stability, like, for financial gain and renown in her job. She literally goes... I'm going to have my niece who is super, who is traumatized big style, like mad traumatized. Katie does a great job, the actress, of doing it. Like, she has that bacon. Violet McGraw, fucking A+, of that, like, thousand-yard stare and, like, the I don't want to talk, like, hunch over shoulder thing. She uses a therapy session where that kid gets catharsis. To sell product. And I'm like, this is perfect. This is perfect showing of exploitation of emotion for capital. Like, this is so Damn, she was good. also in The Haunting of Hill House. Yes. And the That's director cool. of this, the director of this did Housebound, which I haven't seen, but I Gerard know. Gerard Johnston. I know of it because I'm on Shudder and the like, and it's always, on, like, I've seen that poster so many times as I'm browsing for something to watch. We'll so maybe I should it give it a try. Exactly. Um, yeah, but I don't yeah. know. I think that like, it. <laughs> look, I know that it seems not chill, but if you actually like invented something, you, like we know going in that it's a horror movie, but yeah. if you invented something that seems like it's genuinely really helping yes. your niece, right? <laughs> right? 
And sure, she does. But... She recognizes once it becomes codependent, exactly. she's like, oh, this is wrong. To... I need to put this away. And she's she's pretty quick once it all goes down to exactly. be like, you know what? We're pulling this whole project. It's bad for kids. Yes. I'm putting that above my own success. She absolutely learns her lesson and does the right thing. Like, it's good. I appreciated the arc is good. It is just so funny where they have to start it and where, like, to get no. it to be a full arc. Because I'm like, no, nobody would do this. It was just, uh, it felt really scummy and really I'd funny get to me. i pretty far and before then, I pulled the plug. No, but it, like she pulls the plug. She makes actually a good speech towards the end talking about trauma and how you get through it rather than it going, like this was really a distraction and how her own actions were distracting her from doing the emotional work of helping her niece through this bad situation and her own trauma of losing her sister. Um, so it was, it works out. Like by the end, and you're she, like, this was a good fair, payoff. She didn't, she didn't seem to care. No, very much it was kind of rough. That one, actually. that one, she really that felt was, she, nothing, nothing behind died. those eyes. She didn't give, yeah. I don't think she knew her sister's name. Um, but <laughs> it was her sister's name. But like it does, I don't think they tell you. <laughs> she like the point being, it was hilarious to watch in the first part, but the arc, the setup, the payoff of it is actually cathartic. For me, it was actually cathartic. Like it was good. Um, yeah, I don't also know. I also want to shout out Ronnie Ching playing yes. David. Yeah. Uh, he's uh, Gemma's boss. Yeah. He was, he was super fun. Exactly. Just added a lot of fun to the movie. You know, he's just like. I Sometimes you get a character yeah. that is just like a good mood and time to have around. <laughs> Every know? time he's like, on yeah, screen, dude, you're like, I'm going to enjoy myself. Being here. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Big shouts out. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, um, we don't need some some boring corporate nobody. That's the thing. He gives enough socks to it where you're like, cool. I'm, every yeah. time you're on, I'm like, I believe you. I, you want to do all this stuff. Um, yeah. So yeah, it was good. <laughs> there was a hilarious, weird subplot about someone, his assistant stealing the Megan like prototype documents, and it just ends with Megan calling him out and murdering him. And I was like, this is I love this so much. Like with with the paper cutter thing, by the way, she just pulls that off of the machine and just ices like three dudes with it, and is like, I'm good. It was very satisfying. You really upped the kill count. It was it was to get bodies on the floor. Cause I think they just had a child and a dog and they're like, we got to do something else. We really <laughs> got to get though. some normal yeah. people. We got to get some adults in. <laughs> but yeah, well, that's, that's, that's it for me, dude. I, yeah, it's just, I, I love a movie like this. This is a classic smiley face, Whip right? Where through, it's just yeah. like, it was fun. Let's just, let's exactly. just watch it. It's only an hour, 40 minutes. Probably too. never talk about it again. Yeah. yeah. And it's, it's also not too long. Perfect time. Like, Length mm-hmm. is good. It's not crazy. Um, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I can't wait to completely forget about this in like a week and be able to watch it again whenever. I can wait for Megan 2.0 because that's, I think I looked at I can, that's, I keep seeing I can that everywhere I'm looking up that. Megan. Yeah. This is the, this is the final rant thing and then we'll absolutely get out of here. This made a bunch of money. This, this has a worldwide domestic or worldwide box office of $146 million right now. This was made for $12 million. That's an insane... That's awesome. That's incredible. Oh, yeah, There's going to be Megan 2.0, 3.0, 4.0. This 4. is the 0. thing about it. Y'all got so much money from this. You can spread that out to multiple ideas, and they're like, we're putting it... All, we're going to put $50 million into Megan 2.0 and there's nothing you can do about it. And I'm going to be so furious. Ryan, it could be awesome. It, I, maybe. I can't wait. If, if maybe. you just have this movie, but you just, if just explosions, <laughs> dude. Just like massive, like, I, 
Just make yeah. it huge, you know? If they just run it back with the same people and go, let's do some more goofy-ass shit, that'll be okay. But I don't. I'm always nervous about that. Because Megan's an yeah. original idea. You could give, you could spawn so many more Megans off of this, you know, success. It's, uh, it's not. I mean, we basically, <laughs> we basically saw it in Small Soldiers, you know, not but a few weeks ago. Dude, we basically saw it in the trailers. I looked at the trailer again. Yeah. It's the fucking movie, dude. Yeah, no, this is, uh, this is pretty standard. The highlights standard are right there. Fare. I don't um, know. Yeah. I think there should be more movies that are exactly like Megan, yeah. but... That's that should me. be the field. If the bet, if the worst we had to see was Megan's, I uh, we would be living the light, you know, tripping the light. This fantastic. should be this should be like the the bottom, right? Yeah, exactly. This should yeah. be like the schlock garbage. They shouldn't make like, movies worse than this. No, no, they should and, not. And it's pretty good. It's not to insult <laughs> Megan. I think exactly. Yeah. Like I'm saying, we would be we would be a pig in shit if this was the worst we had to yeah. see yeah, in theaters happy. over the years. Absolutely. Let's All get right. out of here. I can do that. I want Jorge, to thank eyes of a st- <laughs> Ooh, good sound. I that like was good, that. Right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I want to thank eyes of a story for a wonderful theme song, Dead Walk, and Melanie for running our Instagram. Kind of. Uh, you can catch Melanie or John from Eyes of a Story on various episodes. Yeah. You can find out which ones they are. We're going to thebloodystream.com and going to Pod People. Absolutely. Big shouts out to our sister podcast, Downtime Avec, John and Emily. Only look it up that way, and uh, you'll definitely find it. Um, you can also find us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Bloody Stream Pod. And we will talk to you, same bloody time, same bloody channel. Pew.